Money is power. The power to control the money is one that is now in the hands of those who pretend we can't function without them. So how can we do something about it? Working hard to get a raise, lifting that wage up. Inflation takes it like a hidden taxation. Manipulated interest rates to give the banks a way to create money with the loans that they're giving out daily. That means our money is dead, and we gotta pay back more than a hundred percent. No wonder then why the middle class is going under, and the ones above them gotta cover and come to collect. And many have no access to banking, making payments or saving, so more fees are taken. And every day the gatekeepers are trying to stop change. We cannot wait. Welcome to the blockchain. Welcome to a fresh new episode of Crypto Freak. This is your friendly host Neeraj with a new episode. And today we're going to talk about the crypto news for the first week of May 2019. And to help me out, we have Mr. Vikram Nikam, who is the CEO of Insta Crypto, which is a remittance platform. And uh, apart from that, he's also my mentor. So whatever I've learned. Crypto is from him. So without wasting any time, let me bring Mr. Vikram on the line. Hi, Neeraj. Thanks for the introduction, man. Yes, uh, yeah, Bitcoin is one of those things that I've been following from a long time. Uh, well, I guess it's very long, like from 2009. Uh, I've always believed in something which is like a free form of currency and uh, the closest that it can be is, is Bitcoin. Uh, the, I realized that in 2009, after the recession, when I was looking for answers and how my assets in, in, in the United Kingdom that I had just collapsed in value. So uh, when I looked up on the recession part, I realized uh, things in, in Western country, if you're trying to have assets, it's not of any good because uh, the banks, there control it too much. And uh, on the bills and finances of the banks, the, the price, the house price is just like, get hyperinflated and you know collapse and all that uh, recession responsibility is like taken by these banks but they don't necessarily uh, say those things instead what they do is uh, they actually take more money of the taxpayers from the government to keep themselves alive even alive uh, even though they are not a profiting company which is uh, like like these uh, seven major banks the uk that i have uh, done my research on um, those things actually like uh, put me off in a way that uh, how easily a bank can control the whole of the United Kingdom and put everybody, all those people like their subjects and all of them like ended up uh, losing value in their uh, properties and the major assets that uh, people like to hold. So those things uh, got me into Bitcoin and eventually I understood Bitcoin is more decentralized and, and uh, free open source money. Uh, no doubt about that. Once I realized all that, uh, no two ways. I was so you know interested in pursuing Bitcoin and cryptocurrency that uh, I never stopped since then. And 2013 would be my first uh, ever exchange that I built in India. Uh, is because I used to meet a lot of Bitcoiners around and uh, have meetings and answer their questions. Realize in India, everybody, all the Indians had difficulty to buy Bitcoin. So the first ever exchange I set up was Unocoin in 2013. Uh, I had to set up that exchange because the Indians would find it very hard to buy Bitcoins otherwise. So that was the one. And uh, eventually after that, uh, I realized I should build something more decentralized and more service-oriented crypto platform. Uh, that is Insta Crypto now. Insta Crypto allows people to buy and sell instantly Bitcoins and uh, a lot of other cryptocurrencies similarly. Like Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum and 
Litecoin and etc. Uh, also, uh, Insta Crypto is is uh, focusing on remittance because a lot of Indians who live abroad uh, bring in a lot of value into India and then they pay up to 10 to 15 percent uh, in remittance fees, which can be saved if you start using cryptocurrency. So that's where I'm uh, focusing right now. Yeah, that's me, and uh, that's my introduction. Thank you, Vikram. Now, uh, two things which I wanted to ask. The first thing is, uh, today is 11th of May 2019, and uh, the Bitcoin price has risen like tremendously, and it's nearly coming to around $7,000. And a lot of people said that 6400 was a resistance, and it broke uh, within one go. So what is your take on Bitcoin? Well, I guess why it has to go up because the demand is increasing day by day, and whoever said six thousand four hundred was a resistance, like I don't think they they understand Bitcoin as much, uh, because there is no real price, uh, you know, cap for Bitcoin. It's going to keep going till uh, the whole globe kind of understands and holds Bitcoin. The price has to keep going up because the simple economics is demand and supply, and since the demand will keep going up. Uh, till that time, everybody in India adopts to Bitcoin or holds Bitcoin. The demand is going to stay. Uh, along with the demand, the price will keep going up. Because uh, as we all know how Bitcoin is set, uh, it's set on a preset number of 21 million. So the supply is limited. Supply is limited. The only thing that goes, we know, is, is the price. So I don't think this is going to stop here. I, I remember right, if I remember right, then in 2013, uh, we were celebrating, me and my UnoCoin team, uh, before recruiting Satvik, of course. Satvik was recruited a little later. Uh, in the meetups, we used to meet and uh, the discussion that we had was how uh, Bitcoin touched $1 billion in market cap. Uh, and then that was US dollars. So uh, a little while after that US dollar, $1 billion market cap, I went to a meetup. Uh, so I, I went back to the meetup like after like a couple of weeks. And then... Uh, I was boasting about, oh, yeah, I touched 1 billion. They're like, oh, it's already touched 1 million, 1 billion in cap, uh, in, in uh, this one, uh, market cap. Uh, but then I said, no, it just touched now. They're like, no, dude, it touched like a week ago. Uh, and then we realized well, we were talking two different uh, currencies. Uh, the, of course, the US dollar had touched a week ago. And uh, UK pounds, uh, 1 billion UK pounds, it had touched just after one week of, of the US dollars. So those kind of things, because I was uh, coming from the UK, for me, everything was in pounds, so I realized at the time when it touched 1 billion. Well, now it is touching something close to 200. Huh? So we, we've, uh, similarly, you can see in just four uh, months, it's gone like 200x uh, in terms of market cap. So that, that's, that's what Bitcoin is here for, because eventually, um, if you combine all the currencies that's around the world and the amount it, it is floating in terms of the paper fiat money, uh, Bitcoin has to capture all that in value uh, because Bitcoin is the only cryptocurrency that's that's going to be like really global, and because it's going to capture all that, uh, the price is really unpredictable. I mean, it can it can touch some good heights. I'm thinking by end of 2021, it'll go somewhere close to some 80 to thousand, uh, 80 to 100 thousand USD per Bitcoin. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you, Vikram. The second question of uh, was uh, like a quick question since you mentioned about Unocoin. Uh, recently, Unocoin was in news that Satvik uh, was finding it difficult to actually operate the uh, exchange because of the 
rules put in by the government and he had to actually lay off a lot of people of uh, unicoin so what i just wanted your view on that it's nothing i think uh, whatever the government uh, has said it's is nothing to do with how he's operating uh, he's somebody who doesn't want to give power to anybody so he's not just technically he wants to control finance and accounts and also the business uh, part of it it's not something that he can do all of it so th- those are the reasons it's uh, you know he's feeling the fluctuation of hiring and firing uh, because in the in the beginning itself we should know what kind of market uh, bitcoin and cryptocurrency is bringing uh, as a technical person i think he's done pretty good but uh, because he's not taken any support of uh, you know uh, the rest in terms of business development in terms of pr in terms of those kind of things a lot of things he's got a hit on uh, it, it's it's a uh, it's one of those things why me and uh, satvik are not working together on unocoin is because clearly unocoin belongs to the globe uh, if you want to build unocoin there has to be global people working in it uh, globally people should be supporting in terms of all the you know aspects of uh, the company like accounting and marketing and pr uh, all that we needed some right people in, in the place uh, our investor barry had uh, you know um, a position that he could use which is a director position and he could have placed one person uh, which i wanted was a technical were not a technical sorry which i wanted was a accounting person so that there is a third party from an out, from outside uh, managing our accounts but somebody like satvik wouldn't allow that that's one of the differences that we are not working together but i'm sure uh, all the best to him it's my project my baby as uno coin um, I, i hope uh, he does as bet, better than what he's doing right now i he's not somebody who takes uh, you know um, <laughs> clear information or clear uh, guidance from somebody who's uh, who's like indifferently uh, able like i mean to say in terms of uh, business understanding he wants to manage all of it so i guess there will be some hiccups i'm hoping that it will uh, last longer than what it is uh, these kind of small things will definitely come and go uh, but something that you know uh, he is learning he is learning i'm i'm uh, hoping that he will learn better than that and make make unocoin uh, even a better place better platform okay thank you viknam now let's start with the news the first is is from usa coinbase custodial department has announced support for kin tokens now this kin tokens uh, were created by canadian organization kick in interactive of kick a messenger fame the uh, benefits of this is that the king holders can benefit from offline storage and insurance coverage okay so i think these these are the features that eventually going to be set up by a lot of these uh, exchanges just to make it easy for their exchange to operate uh, only the future will tell us how good uh, these token systems or any uh, of these uh, value addition that is that that they building Uh, will uh, you know will will show us uh, the results uh, with only time okay uh the next news is uh, from us again the, the there is this agency called the information technology and innovation foundation also known as itif now it has released recommendations for policy makers on how to regulate blockchain technology uh it is located in washington usa and it is a independent non profit institute that provides policy makers with information analysis and recommendation for handling new technology 
Okay, somebody who wants to regulate and help in handling new technologies should understand the technology themselves. I'm not too sure how good they are with the blockchain because everybody talks about blockchain. Only a few, very handful of people understand what really blockchain is, which blockchain is going to be used and what are the real merits of any uh, blockchain. A lot of these IT companies like IBM in India and everybody like boasting of their blockchain and how it's going to be. What are they talking about? They're just talking about Hyperledger and they're talking about these Hyperledger which supported by just like a few companies, a few, uh, you know, um, extensions of that company which may not be uh, which may not be enough for the blockchain to be popular so um, what i believe in blockchain is the existing blockchain of bitcoin and bitcoin cash and ethereum are the most you know valuable blockchain right now is because they have something called a network power which is uh, which is by the people you know the more the people who use this blockchain the more useful this blockchain will be and anything that's embedded on the blockchain like smart contracts or uh, anything other than the token itself will be valuable because that token makes this blockchain valuable and the bigger the chain the bigger uh, the, the, the you know um, its uh, merits are uh, right now the biggest is of course bitcoin blockchain we may not be necessarily able to like uh, integrate uh, smart contracts and other things on it but Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum are very clearly showing uh, the path for the future that these kind of uh, blockchains with possibility of uh, all of these extra additions that's going to be on top of it will be the popular ones. So uh, let's let's wait and see what kind of understanding these guys have. Anybody who's recommending to Washington are all, uh, all uh, control freaks uh, because that's the control freak city that we have in the US and for the whole world that is because they can't handle the fact that the others don't want to listen to them. Uh, so they, they want to like push their, uh, you know, hand into blockchain also. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not convinced at all. These people in, in Washington have the knowledge completely. Uh, we'll have to wait and see for that. Okay. Uh, the next news is from Australia and uh, here they have made this an election issue. So let me tell you about this, 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 okay. Uh, news sounded interesting. Australia's opposition party promises 2.1 million blockchain academy provided they win the election. <laughs> it's just trying to use the latest technology to their advantage or the, to their campaigning uh, vote. Uh, they're trying to use this saying that, oh, we're going to bring it. Because the rest of the Australians are really dumb in understanding blockchain. They have, there is no real uh, information that's been passed out to them to understand everything. So these opposition are coming up with anything that they want to say that they will build something about it in the future and, and they should get the votes or they should get the, you know, the, the, the understanding corner to, to win this election. So they'll just play all of these uh, tricks from the book. Uh, I think the latest trick that they can use is blockchain because that's, that's the latest technology and everybody believes in blockchain, even though they don't necessarily understand completely what it's providing. And really, which is the blockchain just providing or who's running this blockchain? Are these run by decentralized manner by all the people or centralized blockchain? So there's still that information is not out there. But I guess um, the ones who take advantage of that are already doing it like the opposition wants to win the election with that support. Okay. Uh, next news is from Canada. Five Canadian banks employ secure key blockchain system. Uh, which is used to identify users. Okay, make, makes sense. I think um, if you have multiple banks uh, account, 
and and in future if you want to operate all that account as one like if you say all five banks you have the money you should feel that money is yours in addition like say if you have between the five banks uh 1 million and they are spread in uh, like say 10 10000 or 100000 and then remaining 900000 in one so all this as 1 million you should be able to use so that that's your total uh worth in the banks uh you you should be able to like uh like how this system today is that you have to individually go to every bank and then operate your funds uh maybe they're trying to come up with a feature that uh you can you know uh, operate together all this as as a collective fund uh, that that's what uh, something like a blockchain can help you do uh, and i think that that's that's like a, something futuristic i'm i'm hoping that that can be uh, a real positive outcome from a blockchain technology for the future okay uh, next news is from coin market cap as you know that coin market cap was in news because uh, they said that there are because they said that the the data that is there is manipulated so coin market cap is actually has taken action against that so let's see what coin market cap is saying coin market cap is to remove exchanges uh, from calculation if they don't provide mandatory data exchanges uh, have been given 45 days grace time to send the data so it comes into effect from june 14 2019 here the the exchanges have to submit the mandatory api data that includes live trading data and live order book data oh i think it's very clear somebody like coin market cap are pretty big right now in, in the industry uh, their api has been used everywhere for the pricing uh, and things and they don't want any manipulation in their pricing because eventually if they are showing the pricing from their exchange from their from their platform and they get it from the exchanges and then make a uh, you know a collective price through these exchanges they don't want the exchanges to manipulate i guess they are strong enough and they have uh, like uh, equipped enough to now manage or monitor these uh, exchanges and make sure the exchanges are doing right uh, you know um, business and or the they're showing the right business numbers or their uh, numbers are not manipulated i think it, it's something which is definitely needed i guess coin market cap has come up with a nice solution to monitor them uh, hopefully uh, eventually these prices that we extract from coin market cap or we you know visually see uh, will be a better price or better uh, reflection of the real market so kudos to them um, i'm looking forward to that uh, you know complete uh, setup okay uh, next news is uh, regarding a malware as you know there was a malware called crypto jacking uh, crypto jacking just for if you have heard it for the first time was a malware which used to uh, get installed on your computer and mine monero <laughs> so uh, that was the earlier version now uh, researchers believe that the, there is a new version of that called malware shell bot which would now uh, which is now capable of shutting down other miners also so that is an advanced version of that well i guess uh, the, the, there is there is no real uh, you know uh, top ceiling for it people can still sit and develop any kind of uh, algorithm any kind of software um, malwares that can uh, you know uh, that can keep penetrating other computers and then keep doing things which they don't want uh, 
it's a cat and mouse game. Uh, eventually, these hackers will keep building, and the others will have to find what what's been built and, and crack that down. Uh, th that will keep happening. I guess uh, what are they trying to do is take advantage of the hardware that's around uh, with different, uh, you know, a set of malware uh, softwares. Uh, they'll keep building that. You can never stop them. Uh, I guess it's just an ongoing thing that how secure we can get. Uh, uh, through our understanding, how, how secure we can make our uh, computers, because nothing like uh, you know stealing the computer power. Like without you knowing, if you're stolen, uh, if you're stealing your computer power, they're mining for free uh, on somebody else's uh, risk and hardware and then electric costs. So if they can even shut down their mining rig and then mine their own, uh, maybe not possible with ASIC. That's why Bitcoin and uh, proof of work. On ASIC chips are the superior quality. Their uh, their ASIC is so uh, specific that it actually just mines Bitcoin, and I don't think that's been compromised yet. So the others are just like another uh, form of computers, right? So these computers can uh, get affected very easily through these malwares, and then you know eventually listen to that kind of software to do their job instead of our job that we are uh, bought that hardware for. So let's see how uh, this. Uh, this thing keeps going. See, you have to understand uh, all these uh, issues that comes up is mostly with altcoins. And, and the kind of altcoins that's around are very easily susceptible for all these. Uh, that's, that's one of the reasons why the, the core concept of Bitcoin, which is backed by proof of work, backed by ASIC hardware, those kind of so unique and, and they're so secure. That these altcoins are only learning from it, still learning from it. And I don't think they will even... Uh, get that kind of a market cap ever like bitcoin because of the you know uh, the superior understanding or superior technology that's been used for bitcoin our next news is from washington again washington state law recognizes blockchain in records as legally valid and enforceable wow that that's something i'm really appreciating uh, definitely that would be the future but i guess uh, they've already implemented today uh, depends on what their specific uh, say is, uh, which blockchain they're going to recognize. Uh, are they going to recognize the Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, Bitcoin Cash, those kind of blockchains? Because that is the real blockchain which holds records and it is uncensorable and those kind of things. Uh, if they are understanding that and then using that specific blockchains and uh, you know um, giving the, that blockchain uh, data and that recording on the blockchain. Uh, like, you know, our recognition is, is really good. I think uh, they're going on the right path. Definitely, there are some, uh, you know, right people who I'm sure they understand that this will be the future. Okay. Our next news is from banks. Uh, Singapore and Canada central banks completes first cross-border blockchain payment. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, again, we're using blockchain here. may not be the blockchain that we are talking about, like one of these popular blockchains of of Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum. Uh, they must be running their own Hyperledger and then moving funds on that. Uh, who secures the Hyperledger and how they manage it, it's up to them. Uh, between their, those two institutions or uh, central banks, they may be running the hardware to specifically you know, uh, understand that particular blockchain. Uh, we have to know a little bit more in detail to understand that because I don't think when they say blockchain, it is going to be a blockchain, maybe just a Hyperledger. So, um, one of those things but yeah kudos huh? something is happening eventually they'll understand that whatever they're running as blockchain and hyperledger is is only good enough for them when they want to merge with another country or another system uh, they'll realize this chain of information 
uh, is only a small chain of their own company. So that may not be as believable as the real global blockchain like Bitcoin. Uh, so how that future plays out, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but will that third party who wants to join them, will they go straight on that blockchain? Uh, and then eventually have all the banks on that one particular blockchain and then they, they secure it themselves. Uh, but that, that's not something which is really in need of the future, right? The need of the future is um, C to C, customer to customer. It's peer to peer. Uh, and uh, these blockchains uh, or the hyperledgers they're building is not really peer to peer. Uh, it's between the systems just to make their transfers cheaper and easier. Like they already have Swift. If they're using something other than Swift, that means they want to go into a, a newer way. They're trying to use blockchain for that, I guess. How about a Ripple instead of Hyperledger? Ripple means straight away that you're going even below Hyperledger. That means you're going to a centralized person whose tokens you're using to counter uh, your value from one place to another. Uh, that, that can still be possible. Uh, Ripple has shown some... Uh, uh, real improvement in uh, how they're using their uh, you know, uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, the only difference from a real blockchain-based cryptocurrency to Ripple is, of course, Ripple is centralized. Uh, you should understand that Ripple is now only helping banks. So um, your B2B is solved. It's, uh, and the future is not necessarily B2B. It's just like peer-to-peer, C2C. It's customer-to-customer. -customer. It's direct without any mediation. So uh, right now, the banks have to depend on something mediated by someone. Probably that's why they're relying on Ripple. Uh, again, it's not my best uh, choice to use. But I think Ripple is making it easy for everybody to use because the only other alternative they have is Swift. And Swift is also very highly controlled by the US government. And they can stop people using from Swift anytime. So why not have an alternative? Okay. The next news is from Switzerland. The World Economic Forum has teamed up with the global supply chain and logistic leaders to standardize blockchain apps in the industry. Standardizing blockchain app, like that means they're going to standardize the apps that are going to be built on Ethereum. First, they have to understand Ethereum and then try and build an app for themselves and then probably they can start regulating it. Uh, these uh, economic forums have a great understanding in the existing markets, uh, but may not be in the futuristic markets like uh, your crypto market. Uh, they have not proven anything so far that they are really good in regulating. Uh, I've never come across anything like that. But uh, anything that they want to regulate or to prove themselves that they're really good, only time can tell that it's because uh, only with time we can see that is it really useful and people are adopting to it. And, and it's going to be really a game changer, you know, a map for the future. Uh, those things come with time. So let's wait and see. Just because Switzerland understands banking and the existing uh, black money banking, which is the Swiss banking, allowing people to hold black money, uh, their experience is only in that. Their experience is not necessarily in the new technology, new blockchain. Uh, they will definitely suffer. They will definitely uh, have a, a, a like collapse in their uh, followers because they will adopt the new technology uh, just because they are you know masters in the old technology doesn't mean that they will be good in new uh, they're just another player in the world and switzerland is just equivalent to nairobi or uh, kenya or uganda at the level of uh, cryptocurrency so uh, we'll wait and see what the future has to say okay uh, next news from south korea south korean financial services commission uh, also known as fsc 
has authorized nine fintech companies to operate in the country as a part of regulatory sandbox sure i think they must be the ones who pioneered before like they must have been there from long time these uh, uh, crypto companies and uh, the uh, and the country wants to regulate it right they've already regulated it they've allowed uh, their currency to be used cryptocurrency uh, now they're using uh, these uh, early adopters of crypto and their institutions uh, as their sandbox team because um, with their experience they can they can build a lot of thing, a lot of uh, you know uh, regulation better regulation for the future like i think the similar thing is happening in australia also where i i uh, talked to this exchange holder in australia uh, the way australia is regulating is nothing but they call these uh, you know uh, exchange holders and uh, the startups to come and explain their stand and uh, how and what they really need for the future and what is lacking and through that they're building uh, a regulation around it so that that's a very good way of doing it because you're asking the people who are already in the business and getting their information and building around it that that's a great thing i think that's what south africa south korea is also probably working on okay i think a similar scenario the sandbags uh, i mean the sandbox uh, is also was recently carried out in india also but uh, uh, they uh, included mainly the blockchain startups but did not include any startups related to crypto assets all right so that that is clearly we know where the understanding lies uh, there is clearly no understanding that's why uh, they are you know take part taking sides like you taking sides uh, on blockchain and not understanding crypto that that's or not regulating crypto uh, is half only or not even half so that's where we we can clearly tell uh, with a little knowledge that we have we know that they're not doing the right thing uh, the path is to uh, you know embrace and accept both blockchain and the crypto because the blockchain is famous because of the crypto because the value is held by the blockchain uh, and uh, crypto shows that it's it's, uh, it's something for the future uh, if you don't regulate it accordingly then uh, you're doing only like eyewash uh, i guess like india like many countries are doing it even abroad like uh, most countries are doing eyewash because they themselves don't understand it why do i say that they don't understand it is because i'm 100% confident that not heard about cryptocurrency and bitcoin before 2017 uh, because they have heard about cryptocurrency and bitcoin and a value of it at a, at a superior level only after 2017 and only after 2017 everybody has jumped into saying that it has to be regulated it has to be managed and monitored so if they're saying that then that means the time is not passed for them to completely understand so the time is taken between 2 to 4 years for anybody to understand uh, and especially the government regulators because government regulators and the existing financial team are too busy in the old system of finance and the new technology is something they have to put a lot of time in which they don't have uh, the rest uh, even when you have the time it takes about 2 to 4 years so uh, we'll have to wait till 2021 for uh, these you know governments and regulators and big uh, uh, you know um, I, I mean to say the institutions who are with the government to regulate uh, to come up with the right uh, solutions. Uh, it will only be after 2020, 2021. Okay. Uh, next news is from Binance. Cryptocurrency exchange Binance has partnered with blockchain monitoring solutions provider Elliptic to boost its regulatory compliance as a part of international expansion. 
Binance will. Sorry. I said it's very nice. Yeah. And Binance will uh, use elliptic to ensure it can comply with various demands from authorities. That's right. See, what, what are they trying to do? Elliptic is just like monitoring uh, your blockchain for Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, those kind of things. Because these blockchains hold a lot of value in the currencies or in the tokens that they are floating in the particular blockchain. Say the Bitcoin blockchain is floating 21 million of Bitcoin, which is 17 million already floating. Uh, you want somebody to counter you and, and uh, say that, yes, what Binance is doing is right. So that's why I think Binance has shook hands with this company. Because otherwise, you can do it yourself. Chris Elise is this guy who built this product, which is worth only 5,000 Indian rupees, less than $100 in international market, which can monitor a blockchain. And it can tell you what, what's really happening, how many minutes it's taking for the blocks to be mined, what are the number of uh, you know, transactions, what's the number, what's the size of the block, and every time it's getting mined, how, why is it increasing? All that, you know, uh, was all that information was available through that gadget, which is just like, hundred dollars or less than that Binance can easily buy that and run it but then uh, whatever Binance says according to that then everybody will say Binance is saying it is because they are running their uh, platform and they want the support of you know the people that's why they are saying it uh, maybe that's why they have partnered with another company where they have maybe some analysts who will uh, vouch for the same and then eventually for the regulators and everything it's always a good good win-win thing because the regulators will see two different companies are saying the same uh, and uh, this blockchain is well monitored and it doesn't have to be monitored. The miners and the users themselves are monitoring it. But if you are a skeptic and if you have a lot of Bitcoins and you're afraid of that, you could buy those devices uh, when Chris and his, uh, launched them. But I guess um, now, uh, you know, it is mainstream in terms of uh, like uh, these companies who are monitoring it themselves and then, uh, you know, wants to collaborate with exchanges. Kudos to the development. I guess it's, it's just a Good, good thing for all the users. Okay. Uh, next news is from Fidelity from US. Fidelity Investments, uh, which is a US-based asset management firm, released a report of their findings. 411 US institutional investors were surveyed. 22% already own digital assets. 40% are open to future investment in the next five years. And 47% of uh, respondents said that they see a place for digital assets in their investment portfolio. <laughs> I guess it's, it's a, it's a no-brainer. No it's like uh, you're going to the institutions and asking them, uh, financial institutions, how much they have learned about cryptocurrency and uh, what's the future of it. They're all saying it like 22% have already adopted, some are going to, and some are working on it. Uh, it's it's a matter of time, right? So uh, somebody like Fidelity is like making sure that, and telling the regulators that yes, see these, uh, you know, um, investment institutions, they all believe in it, so we should regulate it, we should bring it mainstream. Uh, I guess that's what they're trying to say. Okay, next news is from Mexico. Uh, a blockchain-powered agricultural uh, project, Grain Chain, has partnered with Mexican state of Tamaulipas to expand its grain tasking service in the country. It is used for grains like sorghum, soya bean, corn. So, 
blockchain so. in agriculture also. Yeah, I think blockchain is going to be there everywhere. Uh, anybody who wants to keep a track of the way crypto has been kept track of uh, on the blockchain, they, they want to make it, uh, you know, that kind of uh, secure in terms of their grains also. So the buyers and the suppliers can see the chain, uh, can see through the blockchain uh, where it was, you know, grown and where who, who harvested and how it traveled, how far has it traveled, what is its real cost. All that can be eventually viewed on the chain. Uh, how you manage that chain and how visible it is for people, how useful it is, uh, is all about a question and is for the future to be, you know, analyzed. Uh, right now, I think everybody likes this. Uh, something like uh, how we are talking about supply chains and everybody using it in agriculture, in medical. They were already using it in, an, in their own data service. Uh, right now, they call it blockchain is because now I think they're just distributing that data between all the users or all the uh, big players in that system. And everybody can, uh, like nobody can cheat one another. So it depends on what necessarily you want to embed on the blockchain. If it's really uh, going to be something global, uh, they may want to use uh, an existing blockchain, but if they're running their own, uh, that means they want to start like that hyperledger within their own uh, users. And everybody's holding uh, that particular copy of that data so that nobody you know, tampers with it. And at least in, in the government or in that institutional level, uh, they get some kind of security of um, of understanding where and where and how the grains came from. Uh, it's all in a good way. I'm, I'm thinking uh, if somebody really shows off a nice way of Hyperledger, maybe that will get really popular in future. Uh, when I say Hyperledger, it can be uh, uh, you know managed by the small group or they want to make it uh, eventually public and then uh, make it open and make it a real blockchain in the future. But let's let's. Uh, I see a lot of blockchain uh, initiatives going on. We'll wait and see how uh, they'll, you know. Okay, talking about a hyperledger. Now uh, there is one more blockchain called Hyperledger Fabric. Mm -hmm. Now Hyperledger Fabric now uh, have made claims that it will support seven times more transaction per seconds. So if it was earlier 3000 TPS, now if, uh, they claim that it will achieve 20,000 TPS. And uh, uh, according to them, uh, Hyperledger fabric can be used by financial use institutions, IT companies, engineering companies. I'm not too sure what are they really talking about when they're saying Hyperledger can allow more transactions to happen. What transactions are you making? Are you are you are you running your own coin on it and then allowing those transactions to be made? Um, any hyperledger can be tweaked according to what you want, right? If you're building what you want. If you're building something with a bigger block and more transactions, depending on what you're running. If you're running in your office transactions to run that hyperledger, yes, you, you may be uh, successful in that. But transactions are something like already done on crypto. Crypto level coins have been transacted on something called a blockchain. That's nothing but a hyperledger in, in a global hyperledger, which is a real blockchain. Uh, but I guess uh, a lot of people have uh, their own ways of, uh, you know, uh, coming up with solutions like similar like blockchain and hyperledger. Uh, they can call it a different way. Like I, I would say about uh, seven years ago, uh, this company called Buttercoin. Now the Buttercoin got funding from Y Combinator and from a lot of big investors. But what were they doing? They were doing nothing. 
they were saying they're going to do remittance five uh, and their technology is 5000 times faster faster of what what are you running 5000 times faster bitcoin blockchain all that uh, blockchain that you're using to move the remittance is the same what is this that you're running which is 5000 times faster your home computer that you're running uh, you don't it doesn't have to be so fast to accept somebody's remittance and send it through the blockchain so like that a lot of people boast about some things which is irrelevant to the to the topic or to the solution that they are trying to build but uh, to boast themselves for that for that temporary time uh, they they talk about all these uh, fancy things uh, we'll have to wait and see what uh, they really come up with okay uh, next news is from india indian it company tech mahindra will be implementing an anti-spam call solution powered by blockchain. Maybe when they say powered by blockchain is like all these uh, uh, anti-spam calls may get recorded on that and then they get time stamped and then that of course that information is also distributed so that uh, in you know uh, these spammers or the real spam calls can get tracked easily and then uh, get uh, you know removed from the list or something like that. Probably they're trying to use that so that that particular data that they one one particular uh, institution finds it or their because tech uh, your uh, Mahindra tech is really big in India, so it, it's in different parts. So if one part of the one state gets uh, more of a data on that spams, they can probably update it on the hyperledger or their blockchain based system that they have. And it distributes it to everybody so that everybody's aware of it. Maybe something like that. I think uh, it's all in the beginning. It's all in the beginning stage. Everybody likes the way uh, blockchain works. Uh, it's superior to the existing systems where the data was secured by just one person. Here, the data is now distributed and secured by everybody. So uh, let's see what kind of real solutions come up. I think th this is the time, like how uh, in '90s, other than the email, there was nothing else a really popular thing that came out of uh, the internet in the '90s. But uh, the, the works was on, uh, everybody was boasting about something, uh, the, a lot of funding was happening. Uh, I guess it's in the same stage now with cryptocurrency and uh, blockchain. Okay. Next news is from Coinbase. Coinbase app now supports Dogecoin. Yes, I read that. I, I love Dogecoin because Dogecoin is one of those which has a lot of users and a lot of followers. Uh, I was in a verbal tiff with, uh, with one of these guys on LinkedIn because uh, the LinkedIn follower had less uh, understanding about the crypto but more understanding about uh, its scandals and everything that he was reading. So he was having a debate with me on uh, Dogecoin and he said the Dogecoin developer himself has scrapped it. Why would anybody make it uh, useful? Why would why would he even add it to InstaCrypto and we, we have uh, Dogecoin on our InstaCrypto. The reason we have it is because it, it's a any cryptocurrency is useful because of the number of users uh, that's there. It's not because the developer. Developer has developed a protocol. Uh, depends on how many people are using the protocol and how useful it is for the public. Uh, the the real uh, your uh, you know inventor has got nothing to do after. So uh, like that, uh, the Dogecoin inventor might say uh, that it, it's uh, something that I have done that it's of no use. But uh, he's been forced to say that or he's been asked to say that or whatever that is. Uh, but otherwise, the coin itself is useful. It's got a big network. Uh, the value of it is maybe low, but it does exactly what it has to do. It's proof of work. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, it moves value from A to B instantly. Uh, if you have to move X amount of dollars, you may use point of something 
uh, like Bitcoin, but uh, in Doge, you may want to use uh, thousands of Doge. It's okay, but as long as it does the job, right? Uh, and, and Doge has got a lot of promise. I think it's, it's, uh, it's a very good uh, currency for, for the public because you can use that for small amounts in terms of tipping. Uh, the uh, fees for Doge is one Doge every time when you do a transaction. Is because the value of the Doge stays always low. So if you want, uh, like, use a crypto where you are trying to transact less in value, but you want to feel that yes, you're moving some numbers of crypto, not numbers of satoshis, which is part of the crypto, not like one whole crypto. So Bitcoin is very useful in that place where I'm sending only ten rupees. Uh, then I can send like what? What will I be sending if I'm sending ten rupees of Indian, which is like what, uh, twelve uh, cents US? You'll be using some 20 Doge. So that, that sounds really good because you're sending somebody 20 Doge, right? 20 cryptocurrencies. So uh, for that uh, section of users, I think Dogecoin is a great uh, tool. Uh, it's only a matter of time, right? The, the, everybody, the early adopters know what early cryptocurrencies are and why proof of work is more important. So I think that's why Coinbase is now uh, in, like, you know, added uh, Doge also. Okay. Uh, next news is from Domino's Pizza. Okay, Domino's Pizza Malaysia and Singapore division has partnered with Singularity uh, Net to implement its blockchain-powered AI technology. The aim is to increase business operations by conducting feasibility studies, running AI-focused workshops, and running new algorithms specific to firms' needs. Wow, so that's, that's really good. I think uh, Malaysia was really ahead of technology in terms of crypto. They were working on a lot of things. Uh, Singapore has, of course, has been there, done that before. I think they both together uh, are using uh, like the blockchain technology. Somebody like one, uh, one, one company, which is Domino's, uh, operating in both places. They may think that uh, any results or any uh, information that you get of use of blockchain might help in their sales, might help in uh, their uh, you know uh, cutting costs or whatever that is going to be useful. Uh, it's a mo it's a way of monitoring their uh, their their whole business, right? So they were doing it through data before and data analytics. Now it's AI, and uh, I think they're integrating blockchain and AI together to get more a uh, better results for their future. Okay. Uh, next news is from Facebook. Facebook is in talks with MasterCard and Visa in regard to the Facebook coin support, FB coin support. They want to go bigger than what they are already. So Facebook coin is, when, they, when it launch, it will be bigger than any other in this market uh, right now in terms of centralized coins because I'm thinking Facebook and in just India per se, uh, Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp together have close to 700 million users. So when you have that kind of users, whatever coin that you launch, uh, your users automatically, your uh, followers or your users, that is automatically your uh, crypto users or your coin or token users. So that way they, they are big in the market. Uh, how they're going to launch it and how they're going to use it, it's going to be a real uh, challenge and real uh, uh, thing to see for the future. Uh, maybe they do want to lose out on this big, uh, you know, big, big uh, uh, entry that they want to enter into. Probably for that reason, they are taking support from all the other existing systems like the Visa and Mastercard to see how they can integrate and be the 
the kings of uh, value transfer as crypto value transfer. Like have you seen WhatsApp? As soon as WhatsApp gets uh, that coin, uh, the, the, they will outbeat a lot of other uh, centralized companies that's there in terms of the number of followers and number of users. So I think they have a very good upper hand already. It's just a matter of time on what, how, how their coin is going to get adopted. Do you think which coin will be a bigger success in India if Facebook launches its own coin? Number one, Bitcoin versus Facebook coin in India specifically. In India, um, Facebook coin will not have any traction at all. I don't think Facebook coin will have traction. Facebook coin users are uh, very old, sluggish, and they're, they're here to just watch their friends' pictures and things. They're not going to do financial transactions on it, uh, like Bitcoin. Uh, for financial transactions, they already have enough, which is Paytm and uh, and and all other uh, you know add-ons that they are used to. Uh, your Facebook coin will be there. It it it, it probably uh, may try and uh, you know break into that market of who don't understand digital and virtual currencies and uh, cryptocurrencies. It may give some knowledge to them. Uh, but I don't think it's going to ever take over Bitcoin. It may, may not be any country. I know you were specific to India. Uh, I don't think Indians are going to fall for that uh, shit coin that they call it already now, Facebook coin, fake coin. Uh, fake coin will only be managed and monitored uh, wholly by uh, Mark Zuckerberg. And, uh, he'll be very happy with it, but I don't think people are going to be very happy with, with that and using it as openly and as... Uh, Bitcoin is getting traction. Next news is from Myanmar. Uh, this is the first time I'm actually hearing news from that particular country. Central Bank of Myanmar has urged consumers to stop trading cryptocurrencies as inexperienced users could lose money. Very rightly said. I think this is smartly put out there. Uh, they, they don't want uh, people to just lose their value and they lose their money uh, by not understanding cryptocurrency and just jumping into it uh, because uh, the time has not passed. The, the government is now just giving a caution right now. If they had complete understanding, they may have you know, set up some regulation. But I guess whatever they've said is very good. And uh, now that they have said that, uh, people will not think of putting all their savings in it, which you shouldn't because... It, it, it's it's you, part of your earnings you should be playing with cryptocurrency because there's a lot of learning to do and you don't want to be learning with all your money because if you're still learning with all your money you may lose all your money so uh, it's a great initiative from that uh, central bank I must say. okay the next news is from singapore students from 18 educational institutions will receive blockchain based certificates starting in 2019, maybe towards the end part of 2019. The project a name is called Open Certs, O-P-E-N-C-E-R-T-S, which is a government level project. Awesome, awesome. Uh, uh, what are they doing is very clearly just embedding the certificates on the blockchain, right? I think they could be talking about the real blockchain, that uh, the Bitcoin, Ethereum or Bitcoin Cash blockchain. They may be embedding this on that to give that you know their certificates uh, a global approval and a global authentication so that that's a great thing to do uh, i think that's a wise way of uh, using the blockchain so let's see if they were really talking about the global blockchain or something internal but i think when they're talking about just a few uh, certification to be 
embedded on the blockchain, they must be doing it on the global blockchain. Okay. Now, uh, the next news is uh, regarding a person whom you cannot keep him out of the crypto world. His name is Craig Wright. Craig Wright has served Roger Ver, CEO of Bitcoin.com, with a libel suit at a London Bitcoin Cash meetup. Why uh, he has served a suit? Because Roger Ver called Wright a fraud and a liar in a YouTube video which has violated YouTube's community guidelines that prompted Wright's suit. Okay, I think uh, it's Craig Wright, right? He's uh, he's always looking for some, uh, uh, you know, traction. <laughs> uh, he's, he's not getting any traction. He just says whatever he wants to get some attention. I think this is his way to get more attention now. Uh, the least we talk about it, the better it is. Because somebody like Roger were if he has to say that, uh, he, he must have definitely been that part. Like, he, he must have been definitely an asshole. Which he is. We all know how Bitcoin Cash uh, was being handled by uh, Craig Wright and how he did not understand what the, the real ethos behind uh, this whole currency was. Uh, he just played it for no reason for his own personal interest. Uh, I don't think Craig Wright and somebody like that is looking at a public interest. He's more of a private and uh, you know uh, full of himself. That's why he's looking for all this kind of attention. Uh, Okay. I guess the less is better. <laughs> okay. The last news is from the US Pharma. Uh, Pfizer and three other pharma companies have joined a project to build a blockchain network for health and pharma industry. It's called the Medi Ledger Report. Uh, what it is going to do is it is going to reduce cost. It is going to make processes more efficient in data sharing by developing a common network and lastly it is going to automate uh, contract reconciliations and chargeback processes which is huge in us that's right that's right i think uh, everybody's going to use uh, hyperledger uh, their uh, ledger that they call is nothing but a hyperledger uh, it will definitely work between these four companies if they are open enough to you know uh, open their secrets to each other because if you remember right, there was a group of banks like first four, five, and then 20, then some 50 banks want to be on this hyperledger, but they all backed out in initially, uh, eventually. Why did they back out? It's because they realized if they're all on the same hyperledger, they're going to be, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of Indian followers here, they may understand my lingo. Uh, you know, all these 50 banks is going to become Nanga in front of each other. So that they cannot afford to, because once you're on a hyperledger with, with and sharing it with another company, uh, you you become completely transparent to them, because you both are running on a similar uh, you know platform on a, on sharing based data, and then that data is of course shared by all of you, but the consolidated data that you want to put in on the blockchain by all of you companies, uh, each one can see the other person, what they're doing, what is their level of uh, you know uh, profit and loss. And, what about the details of their, uh, you know, of their operations? That sometimes does not work very well with these existing companies because they're uh, a lot of times they're into corruption because they are they are on the top of that chain right now in the pharma or whatever uh, fields they are in. Uh, they don't want to lose power, lose their control, lose their position. Uh, for that, they may back off later. But right now, if they're really working on that chain, 
to improve uh, users, uh, you know, uh, confidence. Like say, all four got together and made it cheaper in terms of the cost. It's always a good, good thing, right, uh, for the consumers. So, anything like that, if they work on and continue to work on, I'm, I'm really uh, hopeful that you know those things will eventually help the users. Okay. So those were the news for the last week of May. Uh, we will be back with another episode with the next week uh, news. So, Vikram, do you want to add anything? No, I think it's uh, very well done. Um, I got to understand a lot of lot of global news that I was not following. Thanks to you, Neeraj. But uh, yeah, it seems like uh, it, it's always a positive. It's always a good thing. The more the news, the more adoption. Okay. Thank you, Vikram, for your time. Thanks a lot, man.